What were we thinking? Check out this crazy, crazy list of 10 ads that were scientifically proven to help you with your health. Check this out. It's 7 a.m., folks. Welcome. Alrighty. Good morning, everyone. Hello, hello. John Henry Soto here. It is uh, April 19th, 2021. Uh, it is Monday morning. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend out there. I had a little instability in my system here. So if anybody's out there, if you're getting any strange things this morning uh, on my feed, let me know. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to just jump right, right in because we have 10 10 different things to cover today, which I, <laughs> it's a different kind of show. I'm going to try to put this together. I don't know how this is going to go, but um, I just thought this was really fascinating about some of these ads that uh, we have, that we've put out that basically uh, have been proven to be completely dangerous for us, you know, but it was uh, told to us by the professional, the experts that this is totally fine and this is what they're selling and people ate it up, literally, um, some of the stuff. Um, so we're, we're going to go and we're going to get started with some of these. They're pretty, these are real, by the way. These aren't, uh, you know, generally in throughout history, some of our vintage ads have been kind of comical because of the sexism, some of the social injustice that was around racism, even on some of the ads, um, just some incredible, incredible things on these vintage ads. But what about things that we were told were healthy for us and would help us physically and uh, and was a complete lie and uh, and was found out later, right? Well, just some of the <laughs> these are some of them that we're going to go into um, cover today. There's about ten of them. So let me see. I'm gonna first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share my page with y'all. Hope everybody's having a wonderful morning out there. Okay. So, as you can see, this is um, vitamin donuts. So, we're going to start off with vitamin donuts. Um, so, they're disguising basically empty calories with nutritional um, values. And this was an ad from uh, 1910. Um, I'm sorry, no, this is a... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is an ad from 1942. It's a poster for vitamin donuts. Now... You know, but Ovaltine um, as a health regain. So basically, this was uh, put together by the people over at uh, uh, Ovaltine, and they somehow got people to believe that these sugar donuts, and it says right here, each donut fortified with a minimum of 25 units of vitamin B1. Now, as we all know, vitamin B1 is an incredible vitamin. It's actually really uh, so important for us to have B1. It's, it's almost, some people have called it like a natural, uh, Prozac. So I heard somebody say, because it relaxes the body. It actually, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not recommending any of this to anybody. If you're dumb enough to just take my advice and I apologize, um, always, uh, consult your doctor before you're taking any advice from anyone. This is for entertainment purposes. And, uh, here we go. All right. So, this is Ovaltine. So, you know, 
it's basically junk food now fortified with vitamins and minerals. So that was one of the ads that they were trying to uh, to get in. That's number one. Number two is uh, let them eat lead. So as we all know, lead is completely poisonous for kids. Uh, brain dysfunctions, uh, brain damage, seizures, hypertension. Um, it's been uh, known. It was banned in 1977 uh, once they kind of were like hey listen this is probably not the right thing to do um but apparently this was a a family uh coloring book that was put together a paint book for girls and boys uh all about lead so learn about the lead family unfortunately a lot of the kids used to eat the lead when it was in the paint because lead is actually very sweet it has a sweet uh taste to it um and this is what uh, as we all know the what happened was uh, the Romans were aware that lead could cause serious health problems, even madness and death. However, they were so fond of its diverse uses that they minimized the hazard it posed. Romans of yesterday, like Americans of today, equated limited exposure to lead with limited risks. They just thought, well, you know what? It's such a cool thing. Let's just put some lead out there, but let's just put a little bit of it. A little lead it can only make you a little crazy. It's not going to kill you. You can only get a little seizure. You can only get a little brain damage. And uh, that was their justification. How about this one here, number three? 7-Up is for babies. Again, folks, this is not, uh, this is totally legit. This is a, <laughs> a real thing. So 7-Up is for babies. It's a little trick that makes a treat. It's a little trick that makes a treat. 7-Up in milk. Wow. So mix chilled 7-Up and cold milk in equal parts by pouring 7-Up gently into the milk. Do not stir. The 7-Up adds a light and delicious flavor, making a delicious blended food drink. Mothers know that this is a wholesome combination. Mothers know that this is a wholesome Combination. How many mothers did they actually uh, uh, poll for this, for that comment? The addition of 7-Up gives milk a new flavor appeal that especially, uh, oh, it, a flavor appeal that especially pleases children. Nothing does it like 7-Up. So there you are giving your kids straight up sugar. And they're, they're not even mixing it in milk in the photo. The photo is a kid just drinking it right out of the bottle. So... Uh, I know it seems crazy today to feed this to a kid, but um, so now they have bans over in New York City. Uh, the Board of Head has proposed a ban over oversized sodas. I think you remember that a few years ago. I think this article is from a few years ago, which I also don't agree with. I don't think you should be banning anything. You know, people have to make their own decisions. They have to be educated in the decisions they make, and then they go out and they make their decisions. If somebody wants to drink it knowing that it's poisonous, then let them drink it. If they get sick, they get, you know, they're overweight, they're unhealthy, they, they're sluggish, they can't move. That's really a responsibility of the individual, right? We have to give people some responsibility for their actions. So I don't think it should be banned, but you definitely should not be giving it to your children. It is some, it is a, a type of a child abuse, in my opinion. Now, look at this one cigarettes, just what the doctor ordered. Again, folks, these are not fake. Just what the doctor ordered. Now, scientific evidence evidence on effects of smoking. Scientific evidence 
So, you know, you got to believe the science, right? And here we have much milder Chesterfield is best for you. And right here, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. Good for you, Doc. Appreciate it. So this was an ad from uh, 1953 for Chesterfield and for camels. Remember camels? I guess they're still around. I've never smoked anything, so I don't know if they are or not. But anyway, um, doctors are smoking it, so it's got to be good if doctors are doing it. I depend. If a doctor comes out and says cigarettes are bad for you, then that doctor is a quack, right? That's how the that's how life works uh, today in 2021. Uh, through the industry has been seriously weakened over the past 20 years, primarily by government regulations. Big Tobacco is still issuing misleading information in the attempt to reap a profit. That's true. So now this one, I don't even understand this one, but this apparently is having to do with, <laughs> this is sort of like a sexist thing, um, but apparently let your husband keep the real and beloved you. Be confident of your intimate feminine hygiene, not troubled with uncertainty, another you. So there is so much wrong going on here. I, I can't even begin. I don't even know where to start. Apparently, there's a. they're trying to say that this woman has an inner demon of some type and that this uh, product, Lysol, concentrated it kills the germs and will make her a better um mentally stable woman it says domestic crisis ah domestic bliss so he has no responsibility apparently for any of this it's all on her and this is what what the ads were back uh um, in the 50s uh right after the war you know the baby boomers came in there was a lot of jobs the the the, the country was affluent uh, everyone was working. You can live on one household. People can buy homes um, and cars and, and actually live in, in, in beautiful homes and work in the city. Um, this was actually the ideal situation at that point, which I think it was still living on one salary is still a good uh, a thing to, to try to do. But they were really minimizing the work that women did at home and just making it seem like they were home all day and the man is a home deserves some kind of a of a, an award because he goes out and works all day that's bs on both sides right men and women so but anyway this is this ad is i mean you can look at this ad when you have a chance i'll you know the this is from a collectorsweekly.com article the top 10 most dangerous ads disturbing okay number six plastics plastics everywhere so remember the big plastic craze. Everybody was investing in plastic back in the 50s, and that was a huge thing. So here's one of the ads where they wrapped kids in plastic. They wrapped these three kids and saying, you see so many good things in DuPont cellophane. DuPont cellophane. So I can't read that because the writing is too small, but it says uh, suffocating babies in cellophane. <laughs> a bunch of infants tied up in a clear cellophane packaging is pretty frightening to modern viewers. But at the time... These ads were just plain cute. When these DuPont cellophane ads came out in 1950, things like plastic grocery bags weren't uh, a ambiguous part of American culture. 
Only after plastic bags became widespread during the 1970s did the strangulation qualities become frighteningly clear. So, yeah, a lot of kids uh, uh, tragically died because they were playing with plastic in the house and they suffocated. And, and so this ad is just frightening on so many levels. It's pretty, pretty, dis pretty disgusting. So here's a way to actually lose some weight. Um, two delicious ways to keep yourself in trim. Meat. Just eat a lot of meat. A lot of different kinds of meat. A platter full of protein, it says here. In post-World War II America, eating more red meat seemed like a great way to keep yourself in trim. At least according to these two ads from the 1956 and 1946. Like other fad uh, food fads, this campaign was orchestrated by the American Meat Institute. How about that? A lobbying group that is still working to improve public and political opinion towards its product. Maybe that's why almost nobody in America knows that nutritionists generally recommend only one to three servings of red meat per week. And don't get the experts started on sodium nitrate in processed meats. Yeah, that's really a dangerous thing. It says here, um, we know that eating too much meat increases the risk of heart disease and cancer. Yet, industry trade groups are still creating food trends to splur sales and combat negative public stereotypes. Think of modern wonder foods like uh, agave nectar or chia seeds that seem to appear from the heavens, as well as the bitterly argued corn syrup campaign. Yeah, that the whole fructose, high fructose corn syrup and stuff. So anyway, this is a, you know, and again, it's lobbying groups, right? That go and they push their narrative uh, trying to sell their products because a lot of these big companies are publicly traded companies which have people on the board which are investing money into these companies and they want their money they want to re return in their investment so obviously every year how do you make more money if you're selling meat with any product that's publicly traded right how do you make more money with that product you sell more of it the following year and the following year you have to sell more of it so how do you do that? You have to get lobbyists to go in there and to push that narrative and to say it's okay, it's safe, and even get some scientists and some ex experts to tell you that it's actually fine. But here we go with, uh, uh, with the next one, which is dieting. Try sugar. Sugar might be the willpower you need to curb your appetite. I remember thinking this at, at, at when I was a kid, uh, you know, that if you eat a piece of sugar at, after your meal, like you eat, that's why they have dessert after meal, right? You eat sugar to curb your out so you don't eat more, you know, which <laughs> it's still a thing today, right? People come over to your table all the time. Would you like to see the dessert menu? <laughs> you know, uh, it's just pretty evil to have people believing that that's going to help them curb their appetite. In a time before the current widespread obesity epidemic, sugar companies wanted shoppers to believe that a sweet treat would somehow inspire you to eat less. These ads from 1969 coach readers to have a soft drink before your meal, your main meal, or a snack on some candy an hour before lunch. Their strange logic isn't even backed by a company name, though the campaign does include a helpful mailing address for sugar information. Talk about creepy. Now, refined sugar is presented as a dieter's enemy. 
and is thought to make you want to eat more rather than less. Wow. So here's a, a little, let me see how I'm doing on time here. All right, we're doing pretty good on time. How's everybody doing out there? Thank you very much for watching. Appreciate it. All right, so this is a, this one is more, it's really disturbing. It's a, it's to shock, shock your way to physical perfection. So apparently there's this machine that they were giving out. So you can do electric shock treatments of your, <laughs> to yourself at home. It says, do you glow with health? Build up personality, magnetism, vitality with Virex or Virex, violet rays. Some people are dull, drab, uninteresting, and sickly. Others are vital, compelling, and magnetic. Which are you? This is all a matter of vitality and health. The greatest discovery in years is that of violet rays, electricity in a uh, curative medical form. Violet rays put new life into overtaxed and sluggish tissues, penetrate and invigorate all the muscles and nerves of the body, give new tone and vitality to the entire body. Learn the secret of physical perfection. So here's a send for free book and free trial offers. So apparently it's not a cheap thing. It's pretty expensive. But here you have uh, this ad, and it says here, in 1922, violet rays were set to cure pretty much anything that ailed you. This Virex um, device plugged into a light socket so users could give themselves home shock treatments, which would supposedly make you vital, compelling, and magnetic. Various recalls and lawsuits erupted throughout the U.S. Yeah. Forcing the FDA. Oh, thank you, FDA. I appreciate you guys really taking concern, forcing it, forced them, right? Because beforehand they'd had no idea. Well, if you shock yourself at home, you should be totally okay. It's not a problem. Let's prove that. But now, because people are lawsuits and there's money involved and they're losing money, it forced the FDA to finally prohibit their manufacture. The last batch of Violet Ray products was seized in 1951. Seized, so that means that they had to go in and take. Uh, just Google light therapy to find a wide range of infrared uh, uh, devices who claims to prevent anything from aging to anxiety. Sounds pretty damn familiar, doesn't it? They're out there still. And number 10 is DDT is good for you and me. This is what it says. DDT is good for you and me. So here, uh, this one is just almost... This one, uh, it's, it's almost evil, actually. It's it's really, they have the woman here feeding the baby. They have the meats, the beautiful vegetables looking, everything. And um, they have these uh, pen-salt chemicals that uh, basically is the chemicals that they put on, the, on, on our food, basically. And it's complete poisonous. I mean, it is, it, it's complete. And it's evil the way they're presenting it. I mean, look at this nice picture of the cow smiling. It looks like a really low-budget version of the Wizard of Oz um, with evil intention. So it says, this ad for pen salt chemicals from 1947 shows a wide range of dangerous applications for now illegal DDT from agriculture sprays to household pesticides, particularly disturbing 
is the image of a mother and infant above and the caption stating that DDT helps make healthier, more comfortable homes. Not quite. While effective in eliminating dangerous mosquitoes that carry malaria, DDT also has various of hazard effects, especially among young children. The chemical has been shown to damage the nervous, immune, endocrine, and uh, neurological systems, not to mention its devastating influence on the nature, on the natural environment. The spread of DDT across mid-century America is mirrored today by the success of Monsanto, one of the companies that originally manufactured DDT. In placing its gen genetically modified products on store shelves before researchers have a full understanding of their larger um, ecological impacts. So there you have it, folks. DDT is good for me. Um, so those are the 10 things that what the heck were we thinking um, when we were actually uh, promoting these things? So uh, <laughs> anyway, it just shows you sometimes that you have to kind of wait for the impact of something that's being put out to see what the results are, you know, um, and to see what the intention of the manufacturers are really are. Generally, what I've history has shown, not my opinion, just history has shown. If you study history, you'll be able to find that on your own. History has shown that profits really push the the narrative of people, you know, uh, to say whatever they need to say to make the profits. Profits motivates the actions of these large corporations and small corporations and doctors and scientists and you know they're all lobbied and they're all trying to make a profit which making profit is fine nothing wrong with making some 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 uh, some green um <clears throat> but at the expense of of people dying and people getting sick and people uh, um losing their uh, an opportunity to have a successful and healthy life i think that that's a crime and uh, i just wanted to do this this episode because i thought I read this article and I started, I just dove in a little bit and I was like, I wonder if there was anything else. Um, there's another one that I'm going to do probably next week that has to do with um, some of the, the, the drugs that we were being given, you know, looking at about 60, 70 years ago. Um, and that actually has some pretty uh, incredible things. So I thought these were interesting. I hope you found them interesting. Um, you can go check that article out as well. Um, uh, the article is from a publication called collectorsweekly.com. And the article is called the top 10 most dangerous ads. So you can look that up on your own if you want to read that, or if you want to read some more on, there is some more information on that site as well. But that is all for me this morning, folks. I want to thank you for tuning in. I appreciate y'all, uh, hanging out with me this morning and, um, make today great. Uh, do the things that you love and take care of yourselves. And I will see you all tomorrow morning. Thank you very much. And as always, peace.